Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide with all the checks and balances brilliantly put in place. And the checks and balances are one of the peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips to demand accountability. Our greater numbers can prevail if we so choose to get involved and we beg you to do so it is indeed george washington's birthday a lot of people call it president's day shame on you for that uh it is george washington's birthday commemoration ladies and gentlemen even the general government says it's george washington's birthday they don't say it's president's day that's just a way to try to derail the discussion focusing on the founding fathers to focus more on just presidents in general and then it's like who cares half the presidents are jerks and and they deceive you into ignoring this unprecedented, incredible uh, leader in history, George Washington, one of the greatest generals to ever be known in the history of the world, a man who was humble, who could have been king, but chose to reject that agenda, stood for God, family, and country in the most meaningful way. His farewell address, just absolutely critical. His Thanksgiving proclamation, uh, absolutely wonderful. You should ponder those documents today and would like to welcome Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, to the table as well. And a happy George Washington birthday to you too, sir. Well, thank you very much, Sam. It's so good to be with you. Let's also remember his um, uh, farewell address, marvelous advice that he gave to us in his farewell address. Amen. Couldn't agree more. He talks about the two great pillars, religion and morality. We speak of that often, but we need to make sure to highlight that reality check as well. In modern day, there's very... Yes, sir. There's two people I want to meet. One is George Washington and one is Captain Moroni. Both had a, Amen. a big hand in establishing freedoms and liberties among their pe- peoples, respectively. And, uh, you know, I, I love there's a scene in um, uh, the, the movie about the founding of about the writing of the Constitution in Philadelphia, where somebody comes up to George Washington and, and sort of slaps him on the back and glad, tries to glad hand him and schmooze him and. And, and all George Washington had to do was just look at him, and he just crumbled under the gaze of George Washington, you know, because George Washington was, was a refined gentleman. He, he was distinguished, and he, you, don't, you don't mess around with that type of, a, of character, and I just hope that, you know, I, I will someday be, you know, have enough, um, what do you call it, virtue, enough uh, courage and, um, and uh, standing to actually meet him and shake hands with the gentleman. Amen to that. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and in modern times, there's very few people who have stood tall for principle, principle, principle. There's very few people that do that in the history of the world. And that's why George Washington was so unique and so um, loved by the people, because he was that kind of guy. In our modern day, I think Ron Paul is one of those guys, too. He's graced or he's aged gracefully. He stood tall for the sacred cause of liberty. That's why CampaignForLiberty.org is the organization that he's the founder of. Uh, and uh, all I'm telling you is he does so, so much good. Well, Ron Paul was up on the debate stage back in 2012, okay? And everybody was promoting war and all kinds of, you know, hey, who can, who can warmonger the most? 
And Ron Paul got a, or Ron, I'm sorry, Ron Paul got a chance to speak. And here's what he had to say back in 2012, South Carolina on the campaign stage. Now listen carefully, because he makes the point that we should all believe in. And half the audience booed him. It was a disgrace. Here it is. Congressman Paul, 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds to respond, since you were mentioned. My, my point is, is if another country does to us what we do others, we're not going to like it very much. So I would say that maybe we ought to consider a golden rule in, uh, in foreign policy. Don't do to other nations what we don't want to have them do to us. So we, we, endlessly bomb, we endlessly bomb these countries, and then we wonder, wonder why they get upset with us. And, uh, and, and yet it's, it continues on and on. I mean, uh, this uh, I, this idea, this idea that we can't debate foreign policy, then all we have to do is start another war. I mean, it's it's war mongering. They're building up for another war against Iran, and people can't wait to get in another war. This country doesn't need another war. We need to quit the ones we're in. We need to save the money and bring our troops home. Now, there was a Ron Paul contingent that supported Ron who did cheer at his we can't stand and we don't want another war. Uh, they're the peace people. But a huge contingent booed the golden rule back in 2012. And it's done nothing but deteriorated since then. Lowell? Yeah, people who were in the tank for war, they were there, of course, cheering on their war candidates. I was so pleased that so many Ron Paul uh, supporters were there to cheer on Ron Paul because everything he said was spot on. We, we are a warmongering country. We are an empire. And we have just uh, gone off the rails with our foreign interventionist foreign policy. Uh, it happened decades ago, and we just continue down that path like fool, like drunken fools. But well, they're not being foolish, folks. They do this on purpose because it fills their campaign coffers. I'm talking about the the members of Congress who continue to to monger for war. The military-industrial complex fills their campaign coffers with money. It's their greed that keeps us on this uh, vile path. Uh, Sam, and it's reprehensible, and Ron Paul was simply calling him out on that, and I applaud his doing so, Sam. And, and people can, can, can listen to Ron every day uh, uh, nowadays at the Ron Paul Liberty Report. He has a podcast he does every day. It's 20 to 30 minutes every weekday, and, and so we can continue to listen to and heed the sage advice of our, our former U.S. Congressman Ron Paul. Sam? And boy, does he put truth to power in his podcast, too. I mean, he has on incredible guests, and he delivers such, you know, truth to power uh, podcasts. All I can tell you is it's great stuff. And the reason that we're highlighting Ron Paul so much is, again, on George Washington's birthday, you want to highlight modern-day patriots. And Ron Paul is certainly one of them, and especially when we have on the Campaign for Liberty uh, leader, that Ron or that uh, Lowell Nelson is, um, you know, he carries forward the Ron Paul agenda, uh, as do I, in every way possible. Uh, anyway, Ron wrote two incredible articles. We're going to talk about both of them uh, because it relates, in my opinion, to George Washington directly. Lowell, the first one is about the Tucker Carlson interview. Um, we discussed it quite a bit last week in our talk uh, and and on other shows uh, last week. Sam, former. Uh, Representative Ron Paul wrote about this in a column posted at CampaignForLiberty.org last Monday. 
And as, as of a week ago, that interview, I'm talking about the Tucker Carlson interview of Russia's President Vladimir Putin, had been viewed nearly 200 million times, making it likely that the is most... That is just unbelievable, <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. Making it likely the most viewed news event in history. Uh, you know, he, uh, so uh, Ron Paul observed... It's even more that, than the Super Bowl, people. <laughs> that's such a welcome, encouraging development. Uh, Ron Paul observed that millions of viewers likely learned that the Russia-Ukraine conflict did not begin in 2022, as the lamestream media would have them believe, but in fact began eight years earlier with a U.S.-backed coup in Ukraine. The U.S. media does not report this, uh, I'm quoting Ron Paul here, because they don't want Americans to begin questioning our interventionist foreign policy. They don't want Americans to see that our government meddling uh, in the affairs of other countries, whether by color revolution, sanctions, or bombs, has real and deadly consequences to those on the receiving end of our foreign policy. End of quote. Yeah, talking about the, he talks about the receding end of our foreign policy reminds me of what Reagan said, you know, when he said, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> I don't want to be helped by the U.S. regime uh, and I don't want to be on the receiving end of the U.S. foreign policy. That is for sure, because it just ends up in the, the de destruction and, and damaging of lives. Right. This is the key observation, Sam, that the U.S. regime does not want Americans to question our foreign policy or to realize how many lives uh, it destroys or damages. So Ron Paul continues here, quote, perhaps the most interesting aspect of the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin was the U.S. mainstream media reaction. Uh, end of quote. See, before the interview, the, the lamestream media was saying how horrible it is that Tucker Carlson is going to go interview the Russian president. Uh, there was a danger, they all said, that Putin might spread disinformation in the interview. <laughs> but what they were really worried about was that the truth might get out to the public. And so they attacked the messenger, Tucker Carlson. They put out the oh, headlines. Skip the to break. Continue, Lowell. They put out the headlines to disparage Tucker, uh, tripe like Tucker Carlson is doing the bidding of the Kremlin, right? And, and I'm or just Tucker glad Tucker Carlson's a useful idiot, aka Hillary Clinton. <laughs> right, and, and I'm just glad, Sam, that Tucker Carlson has not been arrested and thrown into prison, like another of our famous journalists, uh, Julian Assange. Uh, Ron Paul mentions him in, in his column too, saying, "Quote." Julian Assange has been locked away in a gulag for so many years. He dared to assume that in a free society, being a journalist means reporting the good, the bad, and the ugly, even if it puts those in power in a bad light. End of quote. And so Ron Paul concludes his column this way. He says, quote, in the end, the massive success of the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin demonstrates once and for all that the American people are sick to death of their mainstream media propagandists and liars. They are looking not for government narratives, but for truth. That's the really good news about this interview. End of quote. So the truth, folks, that's what they, we are looking for. Where can you find the truth, ladies and gentlemen? Well, right here on Liberty Roundtable Live. At least this is our hope, Sam, our goal. That's our objective. 
And as I like to say, Sam, you can also find truth in the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. Sam? Amen to that. That's why this program is very clear of our agenda and our intentions. It's about promoting God, family, and country, and protecting life, liberty, and property. Um, Look, Tucker did a phenomenal job. In the end, Lowell, the massive success of the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin demonstrates really once and for all that the American people are absolutely sick and tired of their mainstream media propagandists and liars. They're looking not for government narratives. They're looking for truth, ladies and gentlemen. They're looking for good news. And that's what that interview provided. And that's why Liberty Roundtable Live is growing so much. And the mainstream press is being literally, people are dialing out. They're just tuning out saying, no, we don't want that anymore. We're sick of it. We can't take it. The truth is starting to set us free, Lowell. And that's one reason why so many people enjoyed the Paul Harvey uh, broadcasts uh, for decades. Uh, he was he was very popular with people, especially in rural America, because I lived in rural America on a ranch in Idaho, and we would listen to Paul Harvey News every single day. It came on on the radio at noon. We didn't have a TV or anything. We just had a radio, and so, but we listened to Paul Harvey News. And what did Paul Harvey talk about? He talked about the good things in life, the good news, the, the good stories, and and you know, and about the uh, the tournament of roses, seventy-five years together. He would highlight couples who have been married for seventy years or for seventy-five years. Um, he talked about good things, and so uh, I really like the Ron Paul Liberty Report because they talk about truth. They talk about what's really going on in Washington. He helps you read between the headlines of the of the lamestream media, and, and he reports what's really going on. It's a very upbeat, positive uh, show. Uh, Ron Paul is in his late 80s now. It's <laughs> still going strong. What a gentleman, Sam. What a wonderful Amen. gentleman is Ron Paul. A statesman is what you would say, and I completely agree. George Washington, a true gentleman and a statesman. Ron Paul, a true gentleman and a statesman as well. By the way, my grandma made it on Paul Harvey. She was known as the snake lady. She literally they <laughs> cool. rerouted a slough by her house. Uh, in other words, changed the, a canal, uh, yeah. the the, the um, path of the canal, and all of a sudden a bunch of snakes wound up in her house. I mean, Hundreds of them, thousands of them. Wow. Uh, and, and she basically, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to leave? And she's like, nope, this is my house, not theirs. I'm staying here. And, uh, you know, they, there would be snakes uh, literally wrapped around the doorknob. And, and she just simply caught them with glue boards and got rid of them and got rid of them and got rid of them. Eventually she won. And it was so interesting, a novel of a story. This old lady beat all these snakes to where she was known as the snake lady. And they highlighted her on Paul Harvey, man. <laughs> that is so cool. I would love to. I would love to hear the broad, the broadcast of that story. You know, I mean that. That's yeah. Well, I sent in to Paul Harvey News, my mom and dad, because they were married. Uh, it was like seventy two or seventy three, seventy five years. I can't remember. But I, I wrote to Paul Harvey and I submitted them as uh, as candidates for the tournament of roses. Uh, I never did hear back, but it would have been a lot of fun to hear mom and dad's name on Paul Harvey News. That would have been way cool. Well, it's it's no doubt a charted legacy again that we strive for in our own lives uh, as well. That's for sure. Ron Paul wrote another incredible column, too, that we need to highlight, Lowell. 
We sure do, Sam. This one describes how COVID actually helped to, to, to grow the homeschool movement. Uh, Ron Paul puts it this way, uh, quote, a rare instance of an unexpected consequence of, of a bad policy advancing liberty is the growth in private schools enrollment and homeschooling that occurred as a result of the COVID lockdowns. An October 2023 study by Eloise Bertus and Sophocles, Sophocles Gulas of the Brookings Institution found that 79% of American school-aged children were enrolled in government schools in the 2021-22 school year, down from 84% enrolled in government schools in 2019 and 20. End of quote. So a few years ago, Sam, I read that 94% of children in Utah attended public schools, which is way above the national average. I remember thinking at the time, boy, are we like sheep. <laughs> we need more homeschoolers. We need to approach that national average when you think about it. But, but the, the, the decline in the nation is uh, truly amazing, down from 84%, clear down to 79%. So Ron Paul continues, he says, quote, the decline in children attending government schools accelerated because of the lockdowns and enrollment in government schools continues to decline, end of quote. So I find this really quite encouraging uh, because what happened is, you know, Sam, parents realized the tripe their children were getting in government propaganda prisons and they were mortified about that. Yeah, this All this CRT baloney, this... Uh, 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 SEL baloney, uh, this Black Lives Matter baloney, you know, trying to treat one type of people of m greater than another. And so parents sought alternatives. They were just mortified at the uh, the sex education and, and the pornography being broadcast um, from schools on Zoom links to the classes their children were attending. And so they sought alternatives. That's what parents do, right? They want the very best for their children. And so they sought alternatives. So Ron Paul continues his column here. He says, in October of last year, the Washington Post reported that since before the COVID lockdowns, there was a 51% increase in homeschooled children. Yeah, uh, let's go. <laughs> that's awesome. The lockdown served no public health purpose. And this, I'm going back to Ron Paul's column. Um, the Washington Post probably would not have said that. But Ron Paul said, quote, the lockdown served no public health purpose. In fact, the social isolation imposed on children by the closures of schools and even playgrounds did more damage to children than COVID ever could. However, the lockdowns did have a long-run benefit by increasing the number of parents rejecting government schooling. The school closures allowed more parents to see for themselves the problems with government-controlled education. Parents were horrified to witness their children logging onto Zoom and then being force-fed woke propaganda instead of receiving a quality education. Parents realized they had a choice, either allow their children to continue to receive an inferior education or seek out an alternative that would provide their children a quality woke free education end of quote <laughs> so sam there is a boatload of problems in public education you've said for a long long time sam get our children out of public schools and i agree propagandizing them with this woke agenda will rob them of the delightful innocence of youth 
And so I hope parents everywhere will recognize that public education is a hopelessly, systemically flawed institution that would simply be, that really ought to be defunded. And, and, and that parents will seek alternatives that promote real learning in reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's really what we should be learning, is those three fundamentals, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And understanding our godly and our Christian and our uh, American heritage is important as well. And, and that's found in the McGuffey Readers. Uh, we have a whole set of the McGuffey Readers. I bet you two do too, Sam. Where yeah, they we teach. use that and, and Phyllis Lafley's reading program to teach all eight of our kids to read. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. The McGuffey Readers, you know, you can find them around. I hope they never get out of publication. I hope that they're always available for homeschoolers. I know you've got the McGuffey Readers. Uh, I know that ronpaulcurriculum.com is available for homeschooled children and adults alike, by the way. Um, I know that the John Birch Society has the, uh, the Freedom Project Academy at jbs.org. And I'm sure there are many others that parents may consider. But the important thing is to yeah, consider United the Pledge alternatives. United has a curriculum for schools as well. There's so many, so many offerings now. It's incredible. When I homeschooled years and years ago, there wasn't near uh, the resources that we have today. And it's, it's to be celebrated for sure. I want to highlight one more point before we let this topic go, Lowell. Uh, yeah. And that is Ron Paul's spot on. Uh, about Dr. Fauci helped homeschool grow because not only did they find propaganda in their schools, but then parents decided to go do something about it in addition to taking their children out of government school and putting them in homeschool or private school. Uh, they went down to their school boards and started to say, look, we don't want Johnny to be taught this critical race lie. We don't want Johnny to be taught that he's a girl. We don't want those things. Uh, and what did the government do? The local school board got in bed with the Federal Bureau of Investigations and the Justice Department and literally called parents of all people terrorists and that's when Americans really realized something's rotten in Denmark huh yeah domestic terrorists and by the way Sam that's how our current Utah County clerk uh, became so popular because he was one of those parents knocking on the door of the school board uh, trying to attend a public meeting that they had locked the doors on this public meeting and he was simply knocking on the door hoping that they would open up and so he was the one who called the local police asking them to come enforce the, the law because we have a law here in Utah that says public meetings shall be open to the public <laughs> imagine that public meetings public and the meetings police should be open to the public whoa that's crazy yeah. <laughs> and so what did the what did the local police do they came Came and they gave him a citation they threw they put him into court prosecuted him for interrupting a public meeting simply by knocking on the door to, to try to 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 get into the meeting I mean he wasn't banging on the door he wasn't interrupting anything but they gave him the citation he fought that in court and he became so popular because of that that he was elected county clerk here in Utah County, the second most populous county in the state of Utah. <laughs> so, and, I mean, and so all I can sometimes... tell you is that's when Americans are starting to wake up, though. They can listen to me for years and go, oh, yeah, Sam's a nutcase. Uh, but then they go, man, Sam was sure right. Look at this. Look at this reality. Sam's been telling you about it for years. Lowell's been speaking out about it for years. And now we realize they're, they're not joking. And Americans really started to understand. The only thing I want to say about this finally now is we need a line in this article somewhere that says we still need to literally vet and try 
Anthony Fauci for his criminal activity and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. We cannot talk about Fauci without highlighting that every time and pushing for that to happen. Look, the guy's a flat-out criminal. The guy lied. He now admits that the mask mandates were not scientific at all. Now Idaho, the state of Idaho, literally said no future mask mandates. The House just voted in, uh, in support of that, saying, hey, no mask mandates. We're not going to tolerate them. We just hope the Idaho Senate follows suit. And the Idaho governor can sign it, but they're off to a good start. And this is what I mean. This guy's a criminal. He lied and got caught lying, folks. And he deceived the people. And lives are at stake. Many people died because of his vaccinations, because of his lies. And so prosecuting Fauci is key. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk about, well, I'll just say this. Utah's addictive. How's that for a teaser? We'll talk about it in seconds. On your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Speaking to a rally crowd of about 2,000 in Michigan Saturday, former President Trump railed against the process of voting by mail. Mail in voting is totally corrupt. Get that through your head. It has to be. The votes, I mean, it has to be. And Trump also brought one supporter on stage who said many U.S. auto workers plan to support him in the upcoming election, much like they did in 2016. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain recently announced the UAW's endorsement of President Joe Biden's re-election effort to a large crowd of union members. A man considered the hip-hop Howard Stern tells ABC's This Week he is convinced a second Trump term would be bad news. It's absolutely true. And it's mind-boggling to me that, you know, nobody is taking it as serious as I feel like they should. At the same time, radio host Charlemagne the God referred to incumbent Joe Biden as an uninspiring candidate. Nothing about, you know, Joe Biden that makes you want to listen to him. That's why he should be leaning on, you know, his vice president, Kamala Harris, who's way more charismatic than him. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is throwing his support behind a new, cheaper, bipartisan foreign aid proposal coming out of the U.S. House for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan aid. It would cost roughly $30 billion less than the Senate proposal and excludes much of the humanitarian aid. I think the bipartisan problem solvers group has an idea that will sell. Graham on with CBS's Face the Nation Sunday. He says he would prefer to follow former President Trump's suggestion, though, and transition the aid into a generous and favorable loan from the U.S. government instead of a handout. The Daytona 500 rescheduled. It'll happen today, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, due to weather. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo 
promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Back, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Liberty Roundtable Live right here on your radio, your internet radio. Uh, this is Lowell Nelson. I'm with Sam Bushman, the host of this marvelous show. I'm happy to be with him this morning. We've been talking about uh, Ron Paul. We talk about George Washington's birthday, celebrating it today, of course, and then the great statesman Ron Paul and a couple of great columns he wrote and posted last week and the week previous to that. Uh, and uh, this uh, segment of the show, we're going to talk about Utah being addicted. What are they addicted to? Well, they are addicted to woke. At least many of the leaders here in the public servants here in Utah seem to be addicted to wokeism. The UtahStandardNews.com, it's been around Utah for many, many years. Many people don't know about it, however. If you want a hard-hitting news uh, uh, magazine on the Internet, uh, check out utahstandardnews.com. Last Friday, they published a column by Eric Mutsos, uh, followed by some comments from the editor, Ed Wallace. It's about Natalie Klein, one of the great freedom fighters, now serving on the Utah State uh, School Board. 
Uh, Eric starts out his, his column this way. He says, a few days ago, Natalie posted a photo of a student who appeared to look like a boy playing on a girls' high school basketball team. Her caption was, quote, girls basketball dot dot dot, end of quote. And, uh, and, and that ellipsis got interpreted by the woke uh, leftist as being, um, well, that means uh, she, she thinks that that girl is really a boy and it's reprehensible that she would accuse her of being a boy. Well, she was, she was simply questioning the propriety of allowing boys to play on a girls' sports team because that's been in the news now for, for quite some time, not only here in Utah, but even in Canada where that 53-year-old man is swimming with uh, teenage girls and competing against them in the swimming pool and, and, and dressing and undressing in their locker rooms. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big topic. <clears throat> right? But even though the student may have looked like a boy in the picture, she is in fact a girl. And there's a number of negative comments that were posted below Natalie's post. And so when Natalie saw the direction those posts were taking, she deleted her post. She apologized for misunderstanding the gender of the girl basketball player. And she reached out to the family to apologize. Now, the left has been trying to take down Natalie ever since she was elected to serve on the state school board. Why? Because Natalie has been very vocal in her opposition to critical race theory, in her opposition to social emotional learning and other forms of wokeism. So once this story broke, uh, Eric Mutsos writes, quote, our incredible he him Utah governor decided to circle the bloody waters to attack Natalie after her apology. He him, and that's not his first name, by the way, that's the pronoun he coupled with the pronoun him because he him Utah governor introduces himself that way to school children, right? He's a wokest, a leftist, he him, right? So anyway, Eric writes this, he says, he him called it unconscionable behavior, right? That's the, our governor calling Natalie's post unconscionable. And, and all she wrote was an ellipsis after the caption, Girls Basketball. Remember, <clears throat> Eric writes, quote, this is the same person who vetoed a bill to protect males from pretending to be females in Utah school sports. Let me type it again, he writes. He, him, Cox thinks it's okay that men play against women in Utah. This is the same person who just last September attacked a handicapped BYU student who never said a single racial slur to the lying women's volleyball player of another team visiting BYU, calling him an expletive, which I won't repeat here on the air, and then later took down the post. How about that post, uh, uh, Governor Cox? Was that unconscionable? Or is it your public pile up on Natalie an attack on a real woman who is usually correct on 99% of the issues when she calls something out in Utah? A real woman that's 100% more of a man than Spencer he him cock could ever be? This is the same governor who's now thumping his disagree better drum on every other lame social media post after the next, who decided to not reach out to Natalie to see what exactly she was thinking or what her intent was, end of quote. <laughs> just Eric Mutsos, is, his writing just drips with sarcasm. 
that really drives home the point, Sam, and that's why I quite quoted so much of, of his column here. It, it, it is rank hypocrisy in the Utah office of governor. And so he's simply asking the question, why the double standard, Governor Cox? Well, Musos doesn't, didn't stop with the governor. He writes this, Even Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, whose over-elections took to Twitter and said she will give money to Natalie Klein's future opponent. Well, uh, about Spencer Deidre, why don't you hold him accountable for when he scolded a Utah student for no other reason than pandering? Unconscionable? Question mark? End of quote. <laughs> so now, Sam, he didn't mention the Utah legislature, but they com they are complicit in these attacks as well. Because last Thursday, they passed a resolution, which was HCR 18, that's a House concurrent resolution, condemning and censuring Natalie Klein, saying that her actions violate the moral and ethical standards expected of an elected official. End of quote. <clears throat> now, so what's been happening to Natalie? Well, the Utah State School Board removed Natalie from all committee assignments. They revoked her permission to add any item to the agenda of any meeting. She may vote, but that's about all that she may do. Well, that's a badge of honor in my opinion. But Eric Mutsos, like many of us, Sam, stands with Natalie Klein. He writes this, quote, Natalie, you still have thousands of people who still support the fight that you're up against in many of these Utah schools that continue to teach confusing ideologies to Utah students, end quote. He also writes this, Sam, with which I wholeheartedly agree, quote, In my opinion, Natalie has been one of the greater voices when it comes to the onslaught of sexual perversion within the Utah school system, from curriculum to sexually explicit books to trying to groom Utah children into something God never intended them to be, right on the front line all day long, end of quote. And so then Eric addresses the family of the girl as saying this, Natalie is an incredible human, and I hope you will take time to understand why she does what she does. And if you have followed Natalie's work, she's one of the reasons why. Right now, a real boy is not playing against your awesome girl in basketball. We support you. End of quote. Sam? <laughs> awesome. Call. And I would come back and say several things. Number one, Eric Mutzos, a great friend, a good guy, an incredible writer, uh, you know, a stand-up guy to say the least, number one. Number two, Natalie Klein, a stand-up lady doing a great job. Now, she's not even wrong on the issue, and this is the point that needs to be made. Just because there was a little bit of confusion with the ellipsis that made people kind of go psychotic and sideways, she was spot on on the issue. And her willingness to reach out to the, to the family and apologize and say, listen, this is not what I was thinking and or intending um, for clarity just speaks volumes to her character, in my opinion. Uh, in, in a very positive way. And for all those people to pile on and take advantage of, of her because of her words or lack thereof in this case, and, and uh, clarifying, shame on them to do that. It's almost like they're digging a pit for their neighbor, lol. Yeah, they are, uh, they, what do they call it? Uh, they're grabbing the narrative or they're the ones spinning the narrative. Just because of that ellipsis, you got the leftist uh, uh, getting on that post and just piling on and accusing Natalie of, of, uh, of, of unfairly uh, criticizing a, a student in in state of uh, Utah. And, and because of that uh, narrative that they spun, that the left spun, in response to Natalie's post, I mean, all she was going for was she wanted a policy discussion 
uh, about um, uh, boys playing on girls in girls sports that was a policy decision policy discussion that she wanted to have and the left spun it and and just whipped it in another direction well, they've been waiting for any stumble to take advantage of for quite some time on natalie we all know that and that's really the key here to understand. And Natalie basically apologized and clarified in a meaningful way. And I agree with Eric Mutzos. We have Natalie's back. And, and I say good on Natalie. And let's have that appropriate discussion in the debate. And let's find out where the American people and the parents really are on this thing. Because I guarantee the parents in Utah, for the most part, are going to be supportive of no boys uh, in women's sports or girls' sports for sure. Now, I do want to say one thing, though, to the parents out there. You know, I appreciate Natalie working on the school board, doing a great job, and, I, and et cetera. But you know what? If you yank your kids out of government school, there ain't no school board, people. Got it? Good. Shut them down, and you can do it one family at a time, lol. Yeah, that's, that's what we mean. Defund the public school system. Just get your children out. That's what we recommend. Uh, otherwise, they're just going to continue to get uh, dumped on this wokeism, dumped on them, and uh, it, it's not going to be good for their character. It's not going to be good for the way they look at other people. Um, just lots of bad stuff's going to happen. All right, go ahead and get skip the break. We don't have time for it. But I will say this. Natalie is one of the few in our state trying to protect our children from the forces of evil. I stand with her, says Eric, and I completely concur with that view. However, I, I do believe we just need to jettison the school board, though. Look, if they're going to stick the FBI on us for going to the school board, just take your kids out and say, look, we don't have any school board. We don't have any government school. We don't want your money. We don't want your control. We don't want anything to do with you. FBI, go home, sit down, shut up, because we're in charge. Now, if you debate if parents are completely in charge of their, of their children, now the courts have said once you put your kid in government school, you know, they have uh, guardianship at the time that they're in school. Well, don't put your kids in that position, and you won't have that question at all. And if you want to debate it, well, how come in the pandemic, then the government school all went home, and parents still had responsibility for their children? That shows who's the ultimate responsible party uh, in this reality check. And so we really need to double down on that. But our prayers are with Natalie, uh, and, I, and I hope we can open up this debate, because I believe that the majority of people and the majority of parents agree with us on this topic that, you know what, boys should not be in girls' sports at all and boys should not be in girls locker rooms at all and I, mean, I can keep going but i think most of the people agree with us on this low they might not have the willingness to speak out because they're afraid and they don't want to go against the the governor or any of these kind of things but i believe the american people know the truth and they're willing to stand for it if given the right opportunities they just need proper leadership lol uh, exactly right, Sam. And <clears throat> Eric Mutsos uh, is, is calling out people. There's a second part to this column called Part 2. And, and he's calling out uh, what he calls the, uh, the sound asleep worldly Christians. <laughs> he says, I'm not sure if there's anything more frustrating than when sound asleep worldly Christians decide to finally publicly open up their mouths against and on another person's page who is actively trying to expose the relentless onslaught of evil. Uh, of course, they're referring to Natalie Klein. Eric continues, right now in the state of Utah, we have a governor who uses pronouns to identify himself to little children on Zoom calls and who vetoed a bill to ban men, mentally unstable men from playing against women in school sports. A governor who will most likely get voted in again because 90% of our state is sound asleep spiritually. It's like this across America. 
uh, end of quote. They're, 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 that's a huge indictment uh, on Americans. And, and, and sadly, you know, a lot of them are asleep. He says, speaking of these sleeping Christians, he writes this, quote, These are the same people who think it's more wicked to speak out against a society of parents and doctors who mutilate chemi and chemically castrate children than speaking out against the very act of mutilation and castration of little children. A society who thinks it's more virtuous to not contend and to be nice versus wanting to stand on certain universal truths. You're more upset with those of us who are trying to expose the evil than you are upset with the evil itself? End of quote. I mean, that's, his, that's a great question, Sam. He's asking, why, why are you so upset about the people who are blowing the whistle on this evil than you are about the evil itself? <laughs> that's, the, that's the big uh, emphasis in part two of his column, Sam. And, and Ed Wallace, the editor of the Utah Standard News, then uh, puts a nail in the coffin here at the very end. He says, he says, I call BS on the fake outrage about Natalie Klein. It was an unfortunate post that was misinterpreted, and Natalie has removed it and apologized. The left and the beta Republicans are merely trying to weaponize fake outrage for political ends. To remove an opponent they know fights hard to block their radical agendas. Natalie is one of the few in our state trying to protect our children from the forces of evil. I stand with her. The establishment has been trying to get rid of Klein for years. And then he concludes with this parting shot. I'd rather have a flawed fighter who fights than a supposed righteous coward who cowers. End of quote. <laughs> oh, man. Ed, Ed Wallace is amazing. Eric Mutsos's column is amazing. And Natalie Klein, about whom this column is written, is also amazing. And I support All right, her 100%. And a big shout-out shout to UtahStandardNews.com. It's been around for quite a while, but we want to make sure we highlight that. UtahStandardNews.com. Uh, the guy does a, a fantastic job, and most people may not even kind of realize uh, that he's standing up in a, in, a, in a big way at UtahStandardNews.com, Lowell. Absolutely right, Sam. And, and I spent a, 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 some time in his home there in St. George where he lives, probably an hour, an hour and a half, just visiting with Ed Wallace. I find him to be just rock solid on the issues that mean the most, the substantive moral issues that mean the most to, 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 to most Utahns. He is rock solid, Sam, and I, I, I just take my hat off and, and uh, credit Ed Wallace for promoting and publishing UtahStandardNews.com. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A big shout-out goes to that. You know, shame on Spencer Cox. And the sad part is the mainstream press in Utah really backing Cox and backing this perversion uh, too low. That's what's shocking. You would think that a lot of the, the leaders would kind of draw the line. And, and But Spencer Cox is being backed by the mainstream press, even KSL News and even um, others uh, that have quite a bit of influence really backing Cox with this perversion. It's insane, and I, I agree with the part one, two, part three of Eric Mutzot's column saying, what, in the, what is happening here? You have Christians blatantly doubling down and drinking in with evil. Well, that's right, Sam. And, and when you think about it, every day we make observational errors uh, in judgment, right? I mean, we make observations about, about sure, other we're people. Sure, we're human. 
we're human and somebody walking down the street and and so you know you you comment you to your wife that's a good looking young man or that's a good looking young woman um and 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 then you might uh, you know and i think it's a very easy mistake to make you see a picture of a basketball team uh, maybe a girl's sports team and there's one individual on in the picture in the photo that has short hair and maybe some some square cut features, and you think to yourself, I wonder if that's a if that's a boy, you know, <laughs> you know. And so, in in this case, it was a girl, um, and and but but it's very easy to make that kind of mistake, and and so I, I just find it's a tempest in a teapot, uh, this whole brouhaha surrounding Natalie Klein. But but they are weaponizing the the media against her. And they're all coming down really hard because they want her out. But it's, really, it's, they want her out. That's step one. But step two, they're really weaponizing against the truth, Lowell. The truth yeah. is men are men, women are women, and they should not be mixed in sports or locker rooms uh, is the bottom line. Australian Parliament to the U.S. Quote, free Julian Assange, Daniel McAdams, and Chris Hedge with this final piece, Lowell. Uh, he, Daniel McAdams wrote this column, posted on ronpaulinstitute.org, quote, An overwhelming two-to-one majority in the Australian Parliament has voted to request that charges against Julian Assange be dropped and that he be allowed to return to his native country. The UK High Court will hold hearings this week on whether Assange can continue to argue his case against extradition to the United States where he faces 175 years in prison. End of quote. So he, he this article was posted last week, and so um, the, the, the UK High Court this week will actually hear uh, arguments from the lawyers uh, on whether Assange should be extradited or not. He's not even American, Sam. He's an Australian. He's been persecuted for almost 15 years, and yet if he's extradited, he will be charged for allegedly violating 17 counts of the, of the 1917 Espionage Act with a potential sentence of 170 years in prison. What was his crime? Well, his so-called crime was that he published classified documents, internal messages, reports, and videos from the U.S. government and U.S. military in 2010, which were provided by the U.S. Army whistleblower uh, Bradley Manning, now called Chelsea Manning. This vast trove of material, Sam, revealed massacres of civilians, torture, assassinations, the list of detainees held at Guantanamo Bay and the conditions they were subjected to, as well as the rules of engagement in Iraq. Those who perpetrated these crimes, including uh, U.S. helicopter pilots who gunned down two Reuters journalists and 10 other civilians and severely injured two children, all captured in the collateral murder video, they have never been prosecuted. And as Chris Hedges put into his report, Julian exposed what the U.S. empire seeks to airbrush out of history, end of quote. And the message to you and me, Sam, and to any journalist anywhere, really, is that no matter who you are, no matter what country you come from, no matter where you live, if you defy the U.S. empire and expose its crimes, then, quote, you will be hunted down and brought to the U.S. to spend the rest of your life in one of the harshest prison systems on earth. If Julian is found guilty, it will mean the death of investigative journalism into the inner workings of state power, end of quote.
Well, and Chris Hedges goes on in his column, Sam, to ask numerous questions about the Julian Assange case, questions that reveal the injustice and the hypocrisy of the case against Julian Assange. I pray for his release, Sam, and I pray that all charges against him will be dropped. Sam? I couldn't agree more, ladies and gentlemen. We're speaking out uh, about this travesty, about this wrong um behavior regarding uh, Julian, in my opinion, an American hero, even if he's not American, he's Australian. Uh, But even Robert F. Kennedy Jr., independent candidate, speaks out in defense of Julian. Here's the soundbite. You all know that Julian Assange is a heroic whistleblower. He stood up for democracy. He stood against the surveillance state. He stood against government corruption. He's battled for all of our freedoms, and he made the tremendous sacrifice where he now is jailed and faces life imprisonment and extradition to the United States. The urgency to pardon him cannot wait. It can't wait till I become president. We need to get it done now. Please sign the petition urging President Biden to immediately pardon Julian Assange. Thank you all very much. Lol, your final word, sir. I am going to sign that petition, Sam, right after we finish this broadcast because I want him released. And I want United States uh, lawmakers to feel the pressure from citizens all over the country uh, who are uniting our voices with that of the parliament in Australia to free Assange. I mean, you've got Julian Assange on the international stage. You've got Natalie Klein on the Utah stage. Two very similar peas in the pod, calling uh, the whistle uh, or blowing the whistle on the the leftists who want to run our lives. And what do they get for their service? They get they get blam basted by the lamestream media, Sam. And I'm happy that you are uh, you have a voice that we have a voice here on Liberty Roundtable Live where we can uh, to, to 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 speak truth to this uh, this terrible thing that being done to Julian Assange and to Natalie Klein. Sam? Amen to that. We've got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. It is a fertile, target-rich environment, if you will, for truth-tellers such as Lowell Nelson over at CampaignForLiberty.org, for Ron Paul, for uh, Julian Assange, uh, for uh, Eric Mutsos uh, and Ed and myself, and, and many others, and we're all working together. Like I said, I launched Operation Reach Out in 2024, where we're all going to start to quote each other's stuff, work together, and, and highlight each other's great work to make sure that we can absolutely magnify what we're doing and make it go viral. We are truth tellers, and in 2024, we're cranking it up another notch right here on your radio. Thank you so much, Lil Nelson. Have a delightful day. Remember, it's George Washington's birthday, sir. Will do, Sam. Thank you. There he goes, campaignforliberty.org. Join your chapter in your area, folks. They're doing tremendous work. Also, Young Americans for Liberty on college campuses across the country. Just phenomenal job. Um, anyway, there you have it. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.